Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is episode 9 of UFO Encounters. This week I'm reading from Mark Olley's book. It's called Europe's Roswell, 40 Years Since Impact. When I have guests on my podcast, I read their books to work out questions for the episodes. And when reading these books, I always find such fascinating information that never makes it into the podcast. And here I get a chance to give you a peek into the book. I put a link to the book in the show notes, and I did seek permission to record the extract from the book and the author kindly said yes. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review and be sure to subscribe. So I'm going to start by reading from a section of the book that is titled Orbs Volantes Exterre, in brackets, Flying Saucers Are Real. And this is what Mark has written. It was a bleak autumn morning in 2005 when the phone in my office rang and it was Gary M. Rowe founder and director of the Forward to Aquarius Paranormal and Psychic Research Organisation, asking if I had given any more thought to investigating an unidentified flying object crash in the sleepy village of Laninar, just inland from the coastal holiday resort of Aberystwyth in mid-Wales. By now retired from the music industry and a qualified professional archaeologist with my own unit, I had already decided to take a small team down to the location at some point to try to recover any material left at the site. The thought of actually digging up a UFO was just too tempting to pass up. But the more we researched, the less likely that this appeared possible. I originally had visions of some buried extraterrestrial disc with strange little skeletal bodies still strapped into the driving seats and super-advanced technology that had hammered into the ground at high speed, a bit like a crashed World War II Spitfire. But that wasn't the case at all. I just remember Gary saying, I've still got some bits of the UFO in my garage. And from that moment on I was hooked. The first few facts that emerged from our conversation that day seemed to point to something hitting trees during the first week of January 1983, scattering debris over four fields and a wooded copse and then simply flying off unaffected. So much for my hope of some crashed alien disc. All we had was one newspaper report, one independent eyewitness to the scene after the event, and one set of fragments recovered by Gary and the rest of his team from the Welsh Federation of Independent Ufologists. But that's certainly not the whole story. On to the next section. This is titled, Strange Debris Out of the Sky. 
It all began when one of the world news clipping agencies that operated at the time sent Gary the article from the Sunday Express National UK newspaper, which apparently appeared on the 23rd of January 1983. Although the date and attribution were handwritten on the photocopy, we later established that the author, Andrew Chapman, had genuinely written the piece for that edition, but he could find no record of this in his notebooks for the original source of the story. He guessed that it had been passed to him as a story to be written up. Just like the famous Roswell incident in 1947, this press report was there one day and gone the next and no other newspaper appears to have been given the story. The Sunday Express article is therefore crucial evidence, and reads thus. Strange debris out of the sky. An astonishing sight greeted farmer Irwell Evans as he trudged across his fields to tend to his newly born lambs. Hundreds of pieces of honeycombed metal foil were strewn over an area the size of three football pitches. Huge, twisted alloy plates, painting green on one side, grey on the other, lay everywhere, and in a nearby copse branches had been sheared off trees. Mr Evans phoned the police, and soon his farm in Lanilar near Aberystwyth, Wales, was like a set from a spy thriller. Police took away fragments of metal for an analysis. A team of uniformed RAF men with plainclothes officers combed the land and nearby woods using flashlights as darkness began to fall. Baffled. Among the pile of debris taken away was an aerial and a large chunk of metal with a part of a serial number on it. Everyone concerned was convinced that whatever it was that covered Mr Evans' field had fallen out of the sky at the dead of night, but after two weeks the riddle still remains. Police are baffled. So too are the RAF. No one in the close-knit Welsh community heard a plane that night. Nothing unusual showed up on RAF radar scanners. Mr Evans, 29, who farms his 260 acres single-handedly, said, Whatever tumbled from the sky broke up on impact. It must have been a fair size. Wreckage was scattered across four fields. Had it hit a building, there's no doubt the devastation could have been terrific. It must have come down the night before I found it, for the area was clear in the afternoon when I checked the flock. Yet I heard nothing at all unusual. Although the pieces themselves were extremely light, they must have fallen with some force to sever branches off trees. It is all very disturbing. Mr Emir Hughes, Secretary of the Cardiganshire Farmers Union, said, I've asked the Ministry of Defence for an explanation, but so far I've had no reply. The RAF say they had no aircraft out at the time this debris must have landed, nor were there any manoeuvres. Not only that, their radar scanners picked up nothing unusual. Meanwhile, villagers are still speculating about the debris. Could it be part of a large weather balloon? No, say Aberystwyth police. Too much metal. Part of a satellite? Unlikely. Any remains would be charred. We have no explanation as yet. It's baffling, an RAF spokesman said. The debris certainly had nothing to do with us. We're examining the fragments to try to piece them together in the hope of a clue as to where it came from and what it is. On to the next section, this is called Show, Don't Tell, The Crash Debris. Still in January of 1983, and within days of receiving the article, Gary talked to Irwell Evans on the phone. Then Gary and his hastily assembled crash team made their way to the site. When we interviewed Gary on camera for the 
Europe's Roswell DVD in 2008, he put it like this. Well, in 83 I was running a UFO group in Deeside, so I had a lot of people very interested in UFOs with me, and a team ready to go with all sorts of equipment and so on. When all of a sudden I pick up a newspaper one day, I think it was the Daily Express actually, and there's this article, Strange Debris from the Sky, and it tells of a story of a farmer down there near Aberystwyth, on a farm near Lanilar, and this farmer claims that he went out one morning and found all this strange debris on his land. Well, obviously, it had connotations to me of Roswell, and I'm thinking strange metallic debris spread all over the fields. So I immediately got a small team together and we headed off. We spoke to the farmer on the telephone, and this very nice gentleman, Irwell, was really helpful, and he said, come down by all means, and we did. And when we went down there, he led us out from the farm, and he took us out across the fields, and he said, here before me, in the morning, spread out over four fields were metal fragments, metal plate, all convex shaped, and glistening metal foil all over the place, spread over an entire four field area. Okay, so this week I was reading from Mark Olley's book, it's called Europe's Roswell, 40 years since impact. If you want to buy the book, there is info and a link in the show notes. A great way to support this podcast is to sign up to Patreon. On the Alien UFO podcast Patreon, when you sign up for $5 a month, you get an extended episode every week. And for $2 a month, you get an extended episode every month. And in the $5 tier, you have access to all the episodes in the back catalogue. And there are now more than 100 extended episodes there. Just go to patreon.com forward slash alien UFO podcast. And I have got a couple of alien UFO podcast t-shirts available. All you've got to do is go to my homepage at pastlifeshypnosis.co.uk and go to the t-shirts tab at the top and that'll take you through to the store. And if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or via your favourite podcast app to make sure that you don't miss out on any episodes. And thanks for listening. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.